0: Here that our reading this morning is from Luke's Gospel, chapter 24, and we're reading from verse 13, Luke 24, and reading from verse 13. Now on that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them, But they were kept from recognising him. He asked them, What are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their faces downcast. One of them, named Cleopas, asked him, Are you only a visitor to Jerusalem and do not know the things that have happened there in these days? What things, he asked, about Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God, and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death and they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was going to be the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it is the third day since all this took place. In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning, but didn't find his body. They came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. And some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the woman had said, but him they did not see. He said to them, how foolish you are and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets had spoken. Did not the Christ have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus acted as if he was going further. But they urged him strongly, stay with us, for it's nearly evening, the day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. And how Jesus was recognised by them when he broke the bread. Let's pray together as we come to open God's word. Father God, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you speak to us. We thank you that you reveal your son Jesus to us through your word. And we pray this morning that we might have such a revelation. That we might be able to see and recognise Jesus in his word. Speak to us, we pray. In and through the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour. Amen. Well, we are in the season of uh, resurrection. And uh, we know that he has risen. This was a, a picture from last Sunday morning at the uh, uh, sunrise service when we gathered together with uh, Side and St. Anne's to celebrate the fact that he has risen. And uh, last week we started to look at uh, at resurrection stories. And last week we were looking uh, at the story of Mary Magdalene, her resurrection story. And uh, we saw that Mary was weeping, that Mary was seeking, and that Mary was keeping, and that Mary was speaking. And today we're going to be looking at another uh, resurrection story. And we're in the Gospel of Luke, and we're looking at the resurrection story of the road to Emmaus. On that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. And the first thing that I want to say to you this morning about the resurrection story on the road to Emmaus is that it was a heart-breaking destination. It was a heart-breaking destination that these two disciples were travelling on. They stood still, their faces downcast. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. We had hoped in the past. Uh, They had hoped that Jesus was going to be the one. They no longer hoped because as far as they were concerned, Jesus was gone Jesus was dead Philip Yancey uh, in his book Disappointed with God says this I found I find that for many people there is a large gap between what they expect from their Christian faith and what they actually experience from a steady diet of books sermons personal testimonies all promising triumphant success they learn to expect dramatic evidence of God working in their lives If they do not see such evidence, they feel disappointment. They thought it was all over. They thought it was all over. They were on the road of disappointment. They were disappointed in Jesus because they had hoped he was going to be the one. They had an idea of what the one was going to be like and that was what they were hoping for and it hadn't worked out and they were disappointed. I wonder whether there's anybody here this morning who's disappointed with God. Maybe you had had hopes about how things were going to turn out. And they haven't turned out like that. They're like you hoped that they would. And you've been left feeling disappointed or disillusioned. Uh, your faith has been uh, rocked and maybe even ruined. It's not something we really uh, talk about very much, is it? Because uh, we tend to, to concentrate on the positive stuff. We want to hear stories of, of, of people who are experiencing wonderful things about God and we don't tend to share our disappointments uh, and we don't tend to talk about when our hopes are not realised. Uh, but this is what the two disciples on the road to uh, Emmaus were talking about. Uh, they were disappointed. They, uh, they thought it was all over and they were going home. They thought it was finished. And uh, they were returning back disappointed. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. And as they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came and walked along with them. But they were kept from recognising him. They were kept from recognising him. And uh, scholars of the Bible uh, get all excited about this phrase. They were kept from recognising him. Was this a a supernatural thing where they kept somehow their eyes closed? Or were they kept from recognising him just because they weren't expecting to see him? Because they were so disappointed as far as they were concerned. They'd seen Jesus die on the cross. They'd seen him uh, buried in a grave and he was gone. Uh Whatever the reason, they were kept from recognising Jesus. Think back to last week if you were with us. Uh, Mary Magdalene uh, went to the tomb and she didn't recognise Jesus. She thought he was the gardener. I'm always looking for connections in the Bible. And one of the connections in the resurrection story is that people didn't recognise Jesus when he had first risen from the grave. And of course, sometimes you and I don't recognise Jesus. Sometimes we are kept from recognising Jesus. And it may be that you're on that road to Emmaus at this moment in time and you just cannot recognise Jesus on your journey. Maybe you have the same experience as those two disciples this is what we said last week about the story of the uh, resurrection story about Mary Magdalene God meets us when and where we least expect it in ways we often don't recognise at first can you see that there's a there's a, a theme going on here in the resurrection that God meets people in places where they're not expecting to meet him and in ways that they don't recognise and God will meet you when you're least expecting to meet him. And you may not at first recognise it. On the road of disappointment and despair, hear this. You are not alone. Even if you think you're alone. Even if you feel that you are alone. Even if you cannot recognise Jesus in your situation. Hear that scripture reminds us again and again that God is with us and God walks with us in our disappointment, in our disillusion and even in our struggling to believe. So a heartbreaking destination and some of us know what it's like to have our hearts broken. Uh, It's not a nice experience but some of us know what it's like to have our hearts broken. And then the second thing that I want to say to you this morning, uh, it was a heartbreaking destination that led to a heart-searching conversation. A heart-searching conversation. He asked them, this is Jesus, but they don't know it's Jesus, what are you discussing together As you walk along, what is it that you are talking about as you walk along? Uh, They stood still, their faces downcast. One of them named Cleopas asked him, are you the only visitor to Jerusalem and do not know these things that have happened there in these last days? And Jesus says to them, what things? If you were with us last week, we were saying another thing about the resurrection appearances of Jesus is that he asks silly questions. Last week he was asking Mary Magdalene, why he weeping? Well, she was weeping because she had just lost a very close friend and she was upset because he was, he was as she was concerned, he was gone. Obvious silly question to ask. This week, Jesus is asking another obvious silly question. What things? A man came up to Jesus and said, why do Jews always answer a question with another question? And Jesus replied, what do you mean? Robert gave me that one last week. (laughs) What things, he asked, what things? About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. About Jesus of Nazareth. Heart-searching conversations. What Jesus does is by asking these questions, just as he asked Mary last week, why are you weeping? And he asked the, the disciples this week, what things, what are you talking about? It gives them the opportunity to speak about their grief. It gives them the opportunity to talk about what's troubling them, what's upsetting them, what's on their hearts. In the world that we live in, people very often don't get the opportunity to speak about their grief. Easter questions. What things are we troubled about? What things trouble us? What things upset us? What things break our hearts? And do we have the opportunities to talk about them? He was a prophet, powerful in word and deed, before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. Jesus asked the question so that they can actually communicate what's on their hearts. They can speak about the death of the person that they had put their hopes in. Death is still a, a, a taboo subject. People don't talk about grief. People don't ask people questions about people that they've lost. Easter questions. What things don't we talk about? Well, certainly death is one of them. I don't know if you saw a couple of weeks ago, uh, Rio Ferdinand, there was a program on the BBC uh, called Rio Ferdinand, Being Mum and Dad, and he was talking about uh, the tragic loss of his wife at a very young age. And he was talking about the fact that for a long time he hadn't spoken about it. And uh, he was talking about the fact that he was receiving counselling and he was being enabled to talk about these things for the first time. Uh, today, so be it's already been mentioned, it's the London Marathon and the, uh, the Royals are going to be there at the finishing line uh, uh, promoting Heads Together. And again, there's been a program on where uh, the two royals have been talking about the fact that, that they struggled to talk about the death of their mum. And uh, particularly, Harry said that he hadn't spoken about it. He'd locked it away. He'd not talked about it. And it had caused problems. And one of the things that Jesus does when he comes alongside people that are grieving is he allows them to speak about their grief. He allows them to talk about it. And some people say, well, what's the point in talking about it? It doesn't change anything. Uh, But if you watch these television programs, the Royals and Rio Ferdinand and and other people, you'll find out that actually just being able to verbalize and talk about how you are feeling um, is actual a helpful process and part of that healing process. And particularly men don't like to talk about their emotions. Uh, people, men don't like to admit when they're upset. They don't like to to uh, acknowledge that, that men also weep as well as women. Um, but it's almost something that's uh, seen as a shameful thing. And Jesus allows and even invites by asking the appropriate question, just by saying, well, what are you talking about? What things? As if he didn't know, obviously he does know. And What we learn from that is that Jesus wants us to speak to one another, but also to him about how we are feeling, even when we're not feeling that great. A heart-searching conversation. Maybe some of us need to have that heart-searching conversation, and we need to find safe people that we can talk to, and we can always talk to God. And what is more, you see, once 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 you ask these questions, you open up a whole thing. And that's one of the reasons why people don't ask, is because they're fearful of what, what they might open up if we ask the questions. You know, how are you? Sometimes we avoid asking that question because we know the person isn't well. Well, Jesus asked the question and they can't stop. And what's more, it's the third day since all this took place. In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb here this morning but didn't find his body. They came and told us that they'd seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. It's amazing, isn't it? They've just been told this and yet they're heading home and think it's all over. Somebody's told them that they've seen a vision of angels who've told them that it is alive and these two disciples are still heading home. They don't believe it. Another uh, connection, a theme running through the resurrection appearances is that when people were told Jesus is alive, they didn't believe it. This is a message for those who struggle To believe, again, something that we don't often talk about. You know, we get people like me standing up at the front and saying, you know, I believe this, I believe that, I believe this. What we don't talk about is what we don't believe in or what we struggle to believe in. And all the people, uh, all the even the disciples, the closest followers of Jesus, struggle to believe that Jesus was alive. So if you struggle in your belief, you're not alone. Uh, You're in good company. The disciples struggled to believe in the things that God was doing. So when somebody tells you what God is doing and you struggle to believe it, uh, we shouldn't be surprised because we follow in that tradition of struggling to believe. Then some of the companions went to tomb and found it just as the woman had said, but him they did not see. You see, the reality is unless you see it for yourself, you're not going to believe it. You know, we can tell people about Jesus. We can, we can learn about Jesus. We can talk about Jesus. But unless you encounter Jesus for yourself, you won't believe it. You won't believe it. A heart-searching conversation. And then Jesus said to them, How foolish you are and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets had spoken. And, uh, you know, Jesus has said that to me. And maybe he said that to you. How slow of heart to believe. All that the prophets have spoken. How foolish you are. Um, any, anybody here identify. Uh, recognize that that's them. How foolish we are. And how slow we are. To believe. Did not the Christ have to suffer these things. And then enter glory. And beginning with Moses and all the prophets. He explained to them. What was said in all the scriptures. Concerning him. And they uh, He gently, in this heart-searching conversations, he goes with the disciples where they are in their unbelief and he explains. Sometimes we want to rush people to get to where we think they ought to be or to where we are. And Jesus takes time and he takes them through the scriptures and explains things. And sometimes we need to do that with people. We need to take time to allow them to speak and share their concerns, their disbelief, their disappointments, and uh, take them to scripture. So a heart-searching conversation. And the heart-searching conversation turns into a heart-burning revelation. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus actually was going further, but they urged him strongly, stay with us. You see, even though they didn't recognize Jesus... They wanted this person to stay with them because of the conversations that they had. Something was stirring within them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he disappeared from their sight. Then their eyes were opened. Jesus is in the business of opening people's eyes. And maybe this morning you, you identify with those disciples. Maybe you don't recognise Jesus. Maybe you know about him, but you don't know him. Maybe you can't recognise him. Maybe Jesus wants to open people's eyes this morning. In Jesus' day, this is uh, our friend Rob Bell in his book. Uh, In Jesus' day, people could study and discuss the scriptures their entire lives and still miss its central message. In Jesus' day, people could follow him, learn him, drop everything to be his disciples and yet find themselves returning home thinking Jesus had failed, which is a bit like walking with someone for hours only to discover that you missed who they really are the whole time because the stranger is, of course, Jesus. The stranger is Jesus. This heart-burning revelation And maybe you've been on that journey and you've not recognised that Jesus has been with you and you're still waiting for that moment when your eyes are opening. They asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? Sometimes you have that experience, don't you? Where your heart is actually pounding because you know and recognise that God is speaking to you. Maybe sometimes in a prayer meeting uh, you've sat there and you know that you've had to to pray a particular prayer for somebody and your heart's absolutely been thumping and burning because you know that God's put something on your heart and this was the experience that the disciples had. They knew uh, that God had spoken to them and that Jesus was real. Tom Wright. Uh, says this: He says, "Only when we see the Old Testament as reaching its natural climax in Jesus will we have understand will we understand it equally. We will only understand Jesus Himself when we see Him as the One whom Scripture points, not only in isolated text, but in the flow of the story. And when we grasp this, we like Cleopas and his wife will find our hearts burning within us—a heart-burning revelation." When was the last time you read scripture and as you read it your hearts burned because you knew that God was speaking directly to you. A heart burning revelation and a heart burning revelation turns into a heart bursting communication. Uh, They just cannot contain the news that they have heard and again This is that connection in the resurrection appearances. At first they don't recognise, they don't believe and then they do recognise and they do believe and then they can't stop themselves going and telling other people and they rush back, they return to Jerusalem and the two told what had happened on the way and how Jesus was recognised by them when he broke the bread. Their hearts were bursting With the good news that Jesus was alive and they just had to tell somebody. I wonder whether our hearts are bursting with the good news that Jesus is alive and we feel that we just got to tell people about Jesus. So there we have our second resurrection story on the road to Emmaus. It began with a heartbreaking destination. And we don't rush past that. We recognise that some people are facing heartbreaking situations. Some people are living with disappointment and disillusion. And the good news is that Jesus walks with us and meets us in those situations. The heart-searching conversation, we do need to talk about the things that trouble us. And we need to allow people the space to speak even about their disappointments and disbelief. A heart-burning revelation, well, when we open up scripture, God reveals Jesus to us and we can see for ourselves that Jesus is alive. And then our hearts will be bursting and we just won't be able to stop ourselves speaking about what we've seen and what we've